What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. We took a week off last week, cut us some slack. You know, birthday weekend for me. And Happy birthday. Really not. Hey, Wait, birthday weekend too. for you as well, Cody. Let's not act like it was just me. And Steve. And Steve. Steve, if you're listening, happy birthday to you. But yeah, we're back. We've actually got a kind of interesting topic to talk about. And it's, let's be honest, guys. It's the lowest possibility of happening. But I do think for the first time this summer, I see a path for Damian Lillard staying. And we're going to talk about Joel Embiid and the whole situation in Philadelphia and how that affects the Blazers. Um, Before we get into this, Yes, we're going to talk a lot about Damian Lillard throughout this podcast and honestly throughout the rest of this offseason until he is not on the Blazers. That doesn't mean we don't like other players on the team. It's just there's not a lot else to talk about. When Summer League was going on, we talked about Summer League. For those of you that want us to talk about Scoot and Shaden, what else do you want us to say other than the fact that we think they're going to be really good basketball players? There's not much we can say until they play some more NBA games. So there's that. And obviously, once we get closer to the season, we'll talk more about the season, but we still have two months, and I do think this is a pretty important thing to talk about. Uh, do you guys even know what's going on with Joel? You know, the whole Harden things like it's, yeah. I think it's serious. I saw an yeah. Instagram post, um, it was Harden quoting his GM that he's a liar, basically a scumbag, and that he never wants to play for that organization again. And that could shed some light that Philly is not that promise of a place to play and could drive. Some players out. Speaking of players, Joel Embiid. I mean, we've been saying this for like maybe since the season's over, how low a probability is, but it's probably at an all time high only because why does, from Joel Embiid's standpoint, why do you want to stay and feel it, especially after what Harden said, this so called process that's been happening for what is this, the seventh year? Uh, it's another strikeout for Philly. It's just, you got to think Joel Embiid's time in Philadelphia is on the ropes. And if this is the summer for him to abandon ship, then hopefully that can happen. Um, Just, I have a question just before I give my thoughts. What prompted James Harden to release that video? So James Harden obviously asked for a trade probably, I guess now a month ago. Daryl Morey said two days ago that they're not going to trade him. They're going to bring him into camp. And they plan on running it back. And then Harden was like, no, I don't want to play for you. And the reason Harden's saying that, and it's a valid reason, is because last offseason, James Harden took a pay cut and took a pay cut with word from Daryl Morey that he would get a max contract the next offseason. And Morey is now not offering him that. So obviously Harden's right to be pissed. Now, Harden also signed a two-year contract. So like, Mm -hmm. he's still under contract. So it's also your fault. And then Joel Embiid just yesterday, I hate playing this game, but I mean, it's kind of all we can grasp on right now, along with the Harden news. He deleted all his social media stuff having to do with Philadelphia, which is. That's eye opening. So it's, 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 it's a okay, reach, it's, but it's, it's something. I would say like, so for example, something along those lines, sorry, something along those lines, um, was it, I forgot who said it, but someone in our chat was like Nurk's house is for sale. Who said that? I did that's see that. And yeah, I saw that's true. That, that was Mickey, bro. That was my dad. Yeah. 4.5 million oh. house for any um rich viewers that want to buy a house in Westland. Yeah. Go on ahead. But um yeah, but that's like that's kind of the same 
that speculation is kind of the same vein as what we're speculating with the beat here. Um, while there definitely probably is some, some truth and some interesting, I don't know, just some interesting storylines come out of him deleting everything that has to do with Philly. And beat is also like, he's the number one overall pick in the troll draft for the NBA. Like he just, he, he does that type of stuff. Um, here are my thoughts on it. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with PC cash, which is pretty cash, yeah. you know, also part of the fam. Um, he was like, it's so interesting that Philly uh, has this hardened situation. And then they say that Maxi is untouchable, but Embiid is not. <laughs> it's just, that's just eye opening to me. Um, but, you know, this is an opportunity for, like you said, Cole, for Dame to possibly stay now. And we, I want to give us credit. We've been talking about Embiid for a while. I think it was probably more because we were extremely optimistic about what Joe Cronin's capabilities were and not that we saw this situation brewing, um, which is anything's possible with Harden though, because he doesn't have the greatest track record when it comes to um, being loyal to a team or wanting to stay uh, for one and play for one franchise for a while, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is while this is big news, say that before this situation happened, it was a, 1% chance that Embiid got traded. This now moves it to like 10%, but you're literally, this is just the first step. The The big part of this, we're not even like close to. This is the tip of the iceberg. Um, so I wouldn't get hopes up yet. It's fair to be excited um, as a Blazer fan, especially if you're in the camp of we want Dame to stay and build a title team around him. Like this is like the last this is Custer's last stand. This is Joe Cronin's last stand if he wants to build a team around Dame, which he might not want to, which we've seen already. But if Joel were to be traded, that would mean every player that we've mentioned in every podcast is out the door. This whole shade and sharp. All yeah, the, that would the, be tri- the trio would be gone. The trio would be gone. Like we would have to trade literally, literally every aspect we have before assets we have for Joel. Other than before. Dame. Before we jump into like a potential package, I just want to just straight up. If straight up. Jo- Joel Embiid requests a trade, do you think the Blazers would make a run at him? Yes or no? I think you. Yeah, I think. I think. But here's the th- define run because Joe Cronin might crazy. be like just for a walk. We have to. We're struggling to decide if Joe Cronin would pursue a top six NBA player in the league. Reigning MVP, the best player of all time in this franchise. And by the way, before we get into it, I just want to quote this Woj. I didn't even see this Woj tweet until now. Or not Woj tweet, Woj quote. He said on ESPN today, "This is certainly a situation for Philadelphia that they don't want to domino into Joel Embiid's future. That clock is always ticking on what it means for your best player, and that clock is ticking now for the Sixers and Joel Embiid." So, I mean, that's just Woj is acknowledging that. Yeah, I mean, there's. There is a little smoke there in the Sixers front office. I did see on Twitter today, someone was asking, would you trade Shaden and Scoot for Joel? And it's honestly shocking the amount of Blazer fans that wouldn't trade Scoot Shaden for Mikhail, or not Mikhail, for Joel. And, I mean, if you pair Joel and Damian Lillard, again, obviously if you trade for Joel, you have to assume Dame plays. Players like no way Dame's still asking out for a trade. If you put Dame and Joel, is that the best duo in the NBA? 
Yes, because yeah. imagine imagine this. Joel pretty much, I guess, Harden last year played as the facilitator, but for the most part, Joel had the ball in his hands. I believe he was he was a scoring leader. Now imagine having, you know, having to double team the perimeter with Dame playing pick and roll. It would be it would be disgusting. You have probably the two best aspects of the front court, a dominant player in the paint and a dominant player from beyond the arc. Pairing that together would just be unmatchable. And obviously, Joel is one of the best defensive players in the league as well. So we would have that. And we would have everything we want. And also from Philly's standpoint, like... That's the best package. We have the best package by far. Yeah, yeah how does, I was going to say that. How does Philly proceed from here? Tensions are high. This process, like I just said, when I was talking two minutes ago, hasn't worked for seven years. Wouldn't, if you're a Philly, wouldn't you want, I mean, it's hard because you just had the reigning MVP, but like, it's not working over there. The chemistry is an all-time low, like blow it up, guys. You do have to look at it from the Philly perspective, though. I mean, if they seriously think Maxi is this untouchable player, they probably think Maxi can be a top 20 player and then him and Embiid can be a great combo. And then they're also probably looking at it and they think they can get in on the Dame trade sweepstakes. So yeah, or, they're or probably they get a, a return, a massive return for Harden. I mean, you're also you're thinking like Daryl Morey, or they think they just win this Harden standoff and Harden comes back and plays and they run it back. Like Daryl Morey, which is also GM. stupid because they're not winning ish with yeah. that. D- Daryl Morey is not a GM that blows things up. He's the one that has done the most wild things ever. He's the one that traded for Chris Paul in Houston. He then traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Then he traded Capella and went completely small. And he traded for Harden. And like he's a he's an aspiring like big move GM. He's honestly what we like. He does what a lot of fan bases want. He makes the big swings. Now, once you make so many big swings, at some point you got to stop taking the swings because clearly they aren't they aren't working. Right, you're right. But he's not. I, I just. Unless Joel Embiid goes and asks for a trade and says, I will not be playing unless you trade from trade me, then I think that they're going to keep trying to build around Joel because obviously they're not. It's just I like, mean, it's just like Joe Cronin. Yeah. Joe Cronin wasn't going to be the one to trade Dame, even though he may have deep down wanted to do a rebuild. He, he wasn't going to trade Dame. So again, it's up to Joel. And again, we've seen trade requests not even happen after they go through we could possibly see it with dame here so yeah like you said if it was 0.1 percent it's i don't want to say it's 10 percent. it's like five percent now but you know well the thing that portland has going is good yeah the thing that portland has going for is um they have the best package now um like you said maury is not gonna just willy-nilly trade to own beat no one would do that People have been clamoring the bla- for the Blazers to trade Dame for 10 years, and we didn't do it, you know? So it's the same situation. And like you said, it's only going to happen if it beat asks for a trade. The player has all the power, um, just like how Harden just requested. Um, Harden's obviously probably a little different. I feel like Philly would I, I feel like Philly would have to honor Joel Embiid's request so they don't look like such a dumpster fire of an organization. Um but yeah, I mean, if they think Maxi is this great player, they internally think they can keep it together. At least um, you'd have to sell that to Embiid. Does it, the question is, does Embiid think him and Maxi can win? He clearly won in Harden. Um, Harden, it clearly doesn't work because he also I don't know out Harden in the playoffs last year. So 
Like, yeah, and Embiid hasn't Embiid's been special in the playoffs. Character. Like, who knows what he wants? Yeah, and Embiid's not hasn't been totally special in the playoffs, but I mean, you can he wants to win, and I'm not advocating for Portland as the win now destination. Obviously, I'm just saying that Philly is, to me at least, the East has. I mean, if Dame goes to Miami here, I mean, Philly's like at best the fourth best team in the conference behind yeah. Milwaukee, Boston, and Miami. Yeah. And then you have a disgruntled Harden and you're relying on a small guard in Maxi who is good. I mean, he's, I think Ant's better, but that's, uh, we don't have to argue that right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if Embiid wants to win, I think he has to be like, hmm, do I want to stay, send Dame to Miami and become, go down in the pecking order? Or do I just team up with Dame in 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 Portland? I mean, you can, I, that's what I would think about. I don't know. Yeah. From Joel's perspective, what other, I guess, destinations would you want to land? Because it's not like, unless we're excluding you. super, super, super teams, we're well, excluding. The Lakers know. are going to be in there, I promise. They won't get them, but of course, Look, we'll get the Joel Lakers are interested in Joel Embiid. Well, so well, is every other team. I feel like be. just Portland's a perfect team. I don't yeah. know. It will not be Joel Embiid requesting, oh, I hope so. and I want to go play for Portland. That won't be the case. No. Sure, he might He's be not on name a list a team. of six teams if he does make a list, but he might just request a trade and say, send me wherever. But the reason that I think Portland has a great chance is obviously because of the package. The front office, if they realize they do have to trade Joel, they will look for Portland first. Because I can't think of another team that's got... Because obviously, if you're doing this, you're trading Scoot. That's just reality. Now, if Dude, you just, I saw I saw packages today that didn't include Scoot, and it was the Simon Sharp route. Well, maybe look, if you've there could be a scenario you have to trade all three guards, and that's a question we can discuss. Would you do that? But you're guaranteed yeah, to trade two of the guards. Let's not undervalue Joel and B. This is the MVP. We would exactly. have to, we right. would have to get rid of everything we have. Like, like let's be honest. I agree. You're, you're gonna keep you're not trading Jeremy because he can't. You might not trade Nerd because who knows? You might be in a negative asset, but you probably would because you're bringing in a center. You but probably I mean, you're throwing him you in. Probably, you'd probably be Dame, Matisse, Jeremy, Embiid, and throw in. Like, I do think you can keep a guard, but you have to remember also Portland doesn't have any first-round picks right now because dumb, dumb guy Neil Olshay decided to protect them for Larry Nance through 2028. So. We're, we're having the same ads. great conversations that we were having in, back in May, but now they're just dude, the more crazy, unrealistic. Dude, the crazy thing about Neil Shea is him having those horrible signings in 2016 might not even be a top three worst choice he made. That's how bad he was. Uh, yep. That's The way you put it, though, that was actually just so eye-opening. We we protected um, – or we whatever you said about for Larry Nance. That's just that is, that is sickening. And, <laughs> and on top that of is sickening, think about it. There's so many steps you have to go through for this to be realistic. First, like I guess first and foremost, it has to be and starts with Embiid asking for a trade. Then it's Dame still wanting to stay, which I think is a likely thing. Which that's I'm not I'm not just worried. It's about it's that. just something we have to go through. Dame wants to stay, and then you have to. Figure out if you have the assets or figure out the right trade. What's the value? And then beyond all this, you got a guy that hasn't made – you got Joe Cronin. Like, does Joe Cronin want to make the, make the move? You got to think he would if that was the case. But we're also like, do you want to be a top four seed guaranteed in the West with a good shot at competing for a championship? Or would you rather have one of the best young cores in the league and run that route? I mean, it's kind of what we've yeah. been talking about this whole time. In my head, all I'm thinking of is just 
the net if we got Embiid the next five years just being like Dame Embiid versus Murray Jokic in conference finals. Oh my gosh, that would just that, that's the oh thing though. Gosh, that's the thing for Embiid, just the turnaround and just my. How about from just for, to root for the Blazers hard because yeah, like again we want to tank next year in this scenario. Like, how about just Embiid's perspective? Like he's at a point in his career where he's honestly has something to prove. Like. Okay, he's MVP, but like accolades wise, in terms of success when it comes to championship, let's be honest, I hate to say it, but he's been a disappointment. Mm -hmm. And linking up with one of the best playoff performers in the league, I don't know, it might boost his morale. And I think Dame will make Embiid a better player if they were to play together. Because Embiid has some problems, you know. Yeah, I mean, Embiid's never made it past the second round, and he's played yeah. with three. He's played with Jimmy Butler. He's played with Ben Simmons when he was an All Star. He's played with James Harden. He's played with uh, apparently best dude. young guard in NBA history, Tyrese Maxey. Like, dude, you know who's throwing an absolute wrench in Philly's plans is that horrible contract that Tobias Harris has. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but I, interesting, you bring up Joel Embiid's perspective because I feel like people don't think about that a lot. Like. We think about it from the Blazer perspective in the six. We think about it like organizationally. We don't think about it like player wise. And I don't know if I'm Embiid and you're right, Cody, he wants to win just as every other player, but he does have added pressure, fair or unfair, because he is a league MVP, because he's one of the best big men of this generation. And you're just going to have, you know, the the bar is higher for you um, from the media, from fans and the way you're perceived, you're just going to have to do more. And, and after Jokic just winning too. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, right now, Jokic has solidified himself as the best center, arguably best player in the league. And even though Embiid won MVP, which is crazy. So if I'm Embiid, the way I would look at the league is this. The West West is deeper, but it's more winnable. The East is not as deep, but it's so top-heavy, you just can't break through in the East. You can break through in the West. Yes, Denver is good, um, but the one guy who can stop Jokic is Embiid and maybe insanely healthy Anthony Davis for one game. But over the course of a series, Embiid's like <laughs> on the extreme short list of who can stop Jokic. And I don't know, just the Suns are good, but you know, the Suns are a Kevin Durant trade request away from just being trash again. Look, and you never know when that's going to happen. <laughs> the league is always going to have teams that you feel like they're going to be super hard to beat. Like there's never going to be a league as wide open the last time it was this wide open was 2019, and it really wasn't wide open until Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. So it was wide open for a game. If you have the opportunity to pair your best player in franchise history with a league MVP, you have to take the chance. Honestly, I would say no matter the cost, unless they're yeah. literally I'm more in that boat. every I single if you also If you also want to look at it from, that was Joel's perspective, but from Dame's perspective, you're at this point where you only have three maybe good years left, maybe more, maybe less, whatever. Um, you've proved that you are a sensational player, but you've just been playing with an awful team your whole career, and this is your opportunity to, first of all, also just stay loyal. Like, sure, there's going to another team to try to win a championship, which is what he wants, but let's be honest, I think he'd rather win a championship in Portland yeah. than any other city. So if you stay. can bring in a player like Joel and stay in Portland, and have another shot at winning a, cha- a shot, not another, a shot of winning a championship in your career. I think from Dame's perspective, that works as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like 
I've been on the side of the fence that's been advocating for the youth movement more just to keep the morale, you know, do I want, would I rather Joe Cronin choose a win now with Dame route? Of course, because Dame's my favorite probably athlete of all time. Um, But I've been advocating for the go young youth movement. But now if I'm like you, Cole, I think no matter the cost, you got to go no matter the cost. And I saw on Twitter today, and this is just, this is just funny to me. They were like some, you know, good popular Twitter account that is well-respected was like, this could be like the perfect, like pick and roll partnership, you know, the, one of the best bigs that Dame could play with. And the comments are like, Embiid's not good in the pick and roll, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, guys, it's Joel Embiid. Like, Dude, just, I don't care who, yeah, how bad I don't care. I don't care how bad he's been in the playoffs. I'm willing to trade all our for our future for a guy and this, banking on him playing solid in the playoffs. From a basketball standpoint, imagine Dude, if what Joel Damian Embiid, Lillard. If we had a bad Joel Embiid in 2019, we're probably beating the Warriors. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. A bad Joel Embiid is still 25 and 10. Yeah. Imagine what Damian Lillard does in the postseason of his career and the amount of attention he had. Double teams, traps, hard hedges, just blitzes. And now you give probably one of the most gifted players on his team and put him on the block. We're fantasizing. You can't. Much. You can't double Dame and Embiid at the same time. If you had well, Dame, Embiid, and one, yeah. like... Well, you can, you then had, we have to kick it out to Norman in the corner. Okay, okay, and, that, and, and that's why I said, I was going about to say, you need one, like, elite shooter. They got Jeremy in this scenario. It was a good shooter. Yeah. Dude, If literally, if it was Dame, Matisse, Joe Harris, Grant, and Embiid, that'd be so good. Like, put Whoa. Doug McDermott at the three. Just Dame and Beat alone would win 55 games. Sorry, exactly. I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting out of myself. It, it's a very interesting conversation now. No, I totally we, am. We've made a conversation or we've made a video podcast about Embiid in the past, but I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say it was just completely just fantasizing. I think for the first time hey. you have a touch of substance. It's still 95% fantasy. It's all in my head just thinking about how great it could be, but you have what I will say, time. what I will say is when we did talk about um, the Embiid video, we said the path to Embiid requesting a trade is a like hardened drama thing. Yeah. And yeah, my one of my great friends from college, big 76ers fan, big Philly sports fans, he texted me um, the Shams tweet about James Harden, like putting out the video at his Adidas thing or whatever. And we've had conversations about how I think Embiid's going to ask for a trade. He was like, you were so right. I tried to deny it, but Harden always does this. Mm-hmm. Harden, Harden's a cancer, dude. Harden's a cancer. And like you at the top of the podcast, you explained the situation well. And Maury is definitely at fault here as well. But, I mean, you can't be lying if, like, when Harden signed with Philly, like, no one thought Harden and Embiid were going to have a good end to their relationship. Like, come on. No. Yeah. track record no, is so poor i just i dude here okay here's why i'm optimistic i'll tell you why i'm optimistic to me and and b might just stay and uh, who cares and this a lot of our conversations on this podcast especially in the offseason are hypothetical we're not guaranteeing anything because in fact 
it's probably more likely that Joe Cronin just sits on his hands and goes for a walk as opposed to making a move for Embiid. But Mm -hmm. after this Harden situation, think about it logically. If you're Embiid, you you just you have to know in the back of your head you're not going to win with Philly at least in the not 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 in the next three years. And I look, I don't know what his goals are. I don't know how restless he is. I don't know how much he craves and desires a championship. Um, people have been saying this about Dame for a while, so I'm not going to, you know, defend Dame for staying and then go at Joel for staying. Like if he stays fine, players have different, yeah. you know, wants and desires. But if I'm, if logically you would think you would ask for a trade and you want to go to a contender or someone who um, has a chance. And then you look at it from the GM perspective. Daryl Morey is just not, he's not going to get fleeced. He's going to get the best deal. He's not going to be like, sure, Embiid, go to the Celtics and, you know, we'll accommodate you and take back crap. Like, obviously, they're not doing that. Who has the best offer in the league, hypothetically? We do. Portland Trailblazers. We do. That's why I'm excited. This is, Remember when Kevin Durant asked for a trade? We were all excited, but we all knew we had no assets. Like, that was obviously, like, this is legit if he requests a trade so we're excited and we need we're making preparations we are setting the table we are setting the table right now and yep. if we get a menu and it says saute to dwell in bead portland style or I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna order that yep. i'm ordering that even if you have to give up all your money all your shade and sharp on your dollar bills on the five dollar bill, I think it's Anthony Simons's face. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of money to give up. But hey, he, Joel good, beats good the point. He's the Beef Wellington man. He is a Beef Wellington. Expensive, very expensive. And, and, and you want Ennis Cantor? Ennis Cantor's the Michelangelo's. <laughs> inside oh, joke. Yes. Inside joke. Um, yeah, that's, that's so funny. Slipperiest oh serpent in the sunny south there. Yeah. Okay. Um, that would be beautiful. That'd be beautiful. Um, my hype for, cover? my hype for this team would be out of the roof. Um Nurk's house is for sale. That's true. Let's talk about it. Nikki, should we talk about it? I I did did you see Dame? Uh, he dropped his new album and he had like some concert or a little like release party. Like with fans all there, like it was looked like a concert, and he had he had Ant and T Watt on stage, which was a little sad. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. I, look, I I'm not gonna speak for the guy, but I feel like if there he gave an opportunity, if he was given an opportunity to stay, I think he would. Yeah. But I'm not trying to sound like. I don't want to sound. I don't know what the word is. I don't want to like. It doesn't. Or it doesn't even office. sound. Feel like. Like Dame's obviously he requested the trade, but he's still on the team. Like I feel like when I get that news in my Instagram feed that Dame has officially been traded, like it's get, still gonna be like surprising and hurt big time. Oh, yeah. like, Cause I don't know, he's still on the team. I'm still watching highlights of him every once in a while this summer. And I don't know, it just it feels like he really is still on the team, even though well he is on the team, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, he's on our team. Good thing to say, as like a not a good thing to say, as like a Blazer podcast, but I've kind of like distanced myself a bit from like Blazer stuff recently. It's not hard because there's not a lot going on, but like, 
it's just there's not a lot of positive discourse around the Blazers right now. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I honestly haven't seen much of Dame. Anytime I see a Woj or Shams report about Dame in Miami or Miami and the Blazers trying to make a trade, I kind of just like I'll read it and just say boo-hoo. And once the trade happens, it happens. I have my thoughts on what I think will happen. Um, but even though the Blazers weren't directly involved in this like rumor and report, I mean, in a way they are. So I do think it's something to monitor. Don't get your hopes up at all. Uh, I, I still think we'll be going into a rebuild next year, but you know, I it's we will not be mediocre next year, no matter what. I don't think we're either going to make some big move for Dame, or we will be a bad team, and both are fine options, honestly. So um, we're gonna find a way to make the play. And just kidding. <laughs> so this is why I don't go on Twitter anymore. But I just came across this tweet. It was funny. Uh, Actually, it's not kind Twitter of, anymore. It's X. oh X, yeah X. Um, I will be calling Twitter. I will be calling yeah. Twitter. So what? Buddy's gonna get sued. Okay. Um, Twitter. So it just kind of goes back to my point about people being negative about a possible Embiid. It just kind of like um, Damon and Embiid together are one hundred percent contenders. Plus, they would have Grant. Um, and this guy goes, so Dame, Embiid, and Grant alone makes the Blazers contenders in the West? Yeah, sure. Like, yes, it does. Because what is yeah, going on in yeah, Phoenix right sure. now? What is going <laughs> yeah. on in Phoenix? The same Dame, thing. Dame, KD, Book. Would you rather have KD, Book, or Dame, Embiid? I'd rather have Dame, Embiid. Dame, Embiid. I'll take Dame, Embiid, yeah. That's a Dame good Embiid one. Embiid is just so good. But, like, Dame, Embiid, Grant is equivalent to Beal, Book, or KD yeah. easily. And it's a better fit. And it's a better fit. And like uh last time I checked, uh, the Suns have no depth. And they have before a you say the lockdown, dude, though. They have Aiden, bro. Aiden. I mean, if remember, you're saying... remember we you remember we wanted Aiden? That's funny. Yeah, I, I still don't think it would be a terrible thing, but obviously now it would be. If you're saying that about Dame Joel and Grant, then how could you look someone in the face and say the same about Murray Jokic? Like Dame can do it with a. He just needs help, man. He just needs help. Well, I will say the thing about Joel Embiid's situation is it offers a lifeline for the pro build around Dame. No, yeah, I mean, okay, let's get a quick update just because I know it's a it's a tough topic and we've discussed it a lot. Um, any new news on a Miami here with Dame? All I saw is the Blazers are not talking to Miami at all. And that was like three days ago. So beautiful. Joe Cronin won't be budging. God, Joe Cronin, you are the best GM in the league. I love you. Hey, when you guys <laughs> when you guys are coming this Christmas, we're gonna be seeing Dame play for the Blazers. Don't, don't that. say that. Don't do that Stop. to me, Cody. Stop. Stop. Cody, it. will this shirt be an antique or will it be one that I guess it technically is an antique right now because it's an old, but will I still want to wear this shirt in Moda? No. It, it will always did. be a good no, I, I don't. <laughs> It will always be, oh my god! But yeah. oh. I don't know, man. Like until I see it, like that's just the thing about NBA trades in general. Like it's all talk, no walk. You only see stuff, and they happen so much more rarely than what they're talked about. So tell them. I don't know. Yeah. I really hope. I really hope Dame stays. And deep down, I I really do feel like a lot of him does want to stay in Portland. Like I really, genuinely think that. So. Oh no, yeah, I agree. It's just he's got to have a reason. 
like Joker and give him one reason to stay. I do yeah, think but that's to. a that's an incredible reason. That's a like it, in my in my opinion, I I don't know the relationship between Dame and Joe Cronin right now. It sounded like it was fractured slightly on draft night and just the lack of communication there. And going back on what you said to Dame and promised, so it's probably a little fractured right now. But that is the, just a great way to amend things. Be like, listen, Dame. We have a once in a year career chance to put a top five NBA player around you. Do you want to stay and we go get Joel Embiid? Dude, and honestly, Are you on bo- you, if you trade dude, for Embiid, be- I think sorry, that's a better, better team Butler. than like Dame on the Blazers with Embiid is better, I think, than Dame on the Heat with Jimmy and Bam. And I'm saying that. that. I believe tight. Dude, are you, take, are you taking Dame, Jimmy, Bam, or are you taking Dame, Embiid, Jeremy? It's close because I'm being there's probably recency bias because Jimmy was so good this past year. In the and Jimmy's playoffs. a 94 and 2K. If you want to see some 2K TikToks, oh, check Cole, TikTok. he's a 95. Oh, 95. Talk about overrated. That's it. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. so you're taking Dane and Bead there. I here I come I here come the Miami fans flocking in the comments. Come on, we um, want flock. Flock. We got one. We got flock. one comment. We got one comment last podcast. I, I just made me want to cry. Guys, comment anything. Comment I will like- say, I will say, and thank you to those that have been listening on Spotify. Despite the YouTube numbers being bad, we're seeing all-time Spotify numbers right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. So. Shout out Spotify. Shout out people on Spotify. Is there anything if else you, uh, you want to do? I know we wanted to keep this one kind of short because there isn't much else to talk about other than this, and I do want to still keep it short. So any closing remarks? Um, Not for me, just damn or. Joe Cronin, grow some, you know what, like pull the trigger, bro. That's all I got to say. It starts with Joel. It does, but that that just has to happen. Like that's just a thing where if it happens, then if it doesn't happen, then every other door shut. Like that one just has to happen. Yep. Joe needs to start taking some BP, some batting practice so he doesn't strike out. Yeah, he better. We've used so yeah, there many you go. analogies here. There you go. Hey, this is a... Hey. If you, we want to keep going right now, it's the bottom of the ninth, and Joe Cronin just got no hit, but he's got a pinch hitter who's lifetime four for six off this pitcher, and he just needs to swing. Joe Cronin he the, swings, the he's ump, hitting a home. The ump called a pitch clock violation, and Joe Cronin somehow drew a walk. The question is, can he bring him home? <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, my closing remarks I'm very excited, but I'm going to be, um, I'm not going to really be committed to this thought until I see a trade request from Embiid. Yeah. I do want to say to those that want us to talk about Scoot and Shane and all them coming up in the next couple of weeks, I do plan once I'm, you know, we have our personal lives, once I'm kind of back into a rhythm and uh, just life, um, I do want to start dropping some content on some guys that are actually on the team right now. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. If that's what you want, just stay tuned for it. So just wanted to let you guys know about that. Yep. Sweet. That it? All right. Thank you guys I'm for good. listening. Like I said, be on the lookout for some more content in the future as the season gets closer and closer. And um, let us know if you would rather have Joel Embiid or Scoot Henderson and Shane Shark. I'd love to see the answers in the comment. Peace out.